Welcome everyone to the first Ergo Talk podcast episode. I'm Quaka and I'm here with Juan, aka Peppers. Hey everyone. Hello. And today we're going to keep it simple and start off with the basics. We're going to talk about blockchain, Bitcoin, who is Satoshi Nakamoto, what are smart contracts, and finally, we're going to introduce Ergo and where it fits into this space. So uh, we're going to start with blockchain. Uh, I, I believe it's the first thing that we we can touch on. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of new people who are new to Ergo, who are new to cryptocurrencies, who see cryptocurrencies as something very interesting. Maybe maybe a friend introduced them to, to cryptocurrencies, to Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Cardano. Now they're hearing about Ergo. Uh, maybe, maybe very likely from Cardano communities because Cardano and Ergo are very have a very good relationship. So let's start with the blockchain. I know it seems complicated and it definitely can be, but its core concept is really quite simple. A blockchain is a type of database. To be able to understand blockchain, it helps to first understand what a database is. So let, let let's try to define that. A database is typically a structured table format to allow it for easier searching and filtering for like specific information. Think of a uh, Excel spreadsheet, uh, something that is more common to common people. Uh, spreadsheets are designed for one person or a small group of people to store and access limited amount of information. In contrast, a database is designed to house significantly larger amount of information that can be accessed, filtered, manipulated quickly, and easily by any, any number of users at once. Think of how Walmart can access the data from their cells. They are processing thousands and thousands of cells every second of every day, and they need to access that information. They need to know what people are buying, how many of each item they're buying. They need to analyze that information. That's where data analysis, data science, that where, where all of that type of work comes in. But uh, let's, let, let's try to see what's related, how that is related to blockchain. Centralized systems for enterprises include like systems like Microsoft Azure, for example. It uses SQL as a language uh, that is commonly used to manage data. Now getting back to what blockchain is. A database structures its data into tables, whereas blockchain, like its name implies, structures its data into blocks that are chained together, creating a timeline. When a block is filled, it is set in stone and becomes part of this timeline. Each block in the chain is given an exact timestamp where it is added to the chain. This is done for security reasons. As many of you probably have heard before, when a block is validated, as I said before, it's set in stone. It cannot be edited, it cannot be deleted. Some blockchains find a way to change data in a way that if the data is wrong, if there was an issue with the blockchain, they can create a new block that has probably a message that overcomes that issue that happened before. But the block with the error cannot be deleted ever. So for the purposes of understanding a blockchain, it is instructive to view it as a context of how it has been implemented by Bitcoin, like a database. Bitcoin needs a collection of computers to store its blockchain. For Bitcoin, this blockchain is just a specific type of database that stores every Bitcoin transaction ever made. In Bitcoin's case, and unlike most databases, these computers are not under one roof, like for example, uh, Google servers can be in one warehouse. In Bitcoin's case, and in most 
blockchain cases, uh, this group of computers are operated by individuals or a group of individuals. Uh, in the case of proof of work systems or consensus, uh, some are even uh, controlled or operated by pools where a lot of individual people um, join together to have a better chance of minting blocks and validating blocks. Now Quokka is going to go over what Bitcoin is. Uh, I think it's very important that we all know more about Bitcoin history. Uh, I'm going to try to touch a little bit more on who Satoshi was uh, or is. And uh, yeah, Quokka, you can go ahead and talk a little bit more about Bitcoin. Yeah, all right, Juan, yeah, I'll start talking about Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is a digital currency which operates free of any central control or the oversight of banks or governments. So instead, it relies on peer-to-peer -peer software and cryptography. Now, this uses a public ledger which records all the Bitcoin transactions and all the copies are held on servers around the world. So that's what makes it decentralized. It uses, instead of like using one central computer like, like he mentioned, like Azure uses, Or, or, or a PostgreSQL database or an Excel file, it uses every mm -hmm. computer it can get its hands on to uh, prove the ledger. And this was revolutionary because it solved the double spending problem of, uh, of cryptography, where once you send money, you don't know if you can send that money again. So what the way it solved this is by applying proof of work mining algorithms to a blockchain. And this is pretty much, Bitcoin is pretty much a, a global finance tracker. It just keeps track of how much money you have across the entire blockchain. Yeah, that sounds good, Coca. Thanks for that. Uh, so it is very important for us to also know who Satoshi Nakamoto was. Bitcoin was revolutionary for its time. It still is. It's the, it's the father of all crypto. It's what started everything. So uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is the probably the most enigmatic character in cryptocurrency, to today at least. It is unclear if the name refers to a single person or a group of people. What is known is that Satoshi published a paper in 2008 that jump-started the development of cryptocurrency. Many papers were written before, but the first time that the whole system came together to become a single blockchain, or, a, or in this case, a cryptocurrency blockchain, it, it all happened with blockchain for the first time. Uh, communication to and from Nakamoto was conducted electronically and the lack of personal and background details meant that it was impossible to find out the actual identity behind the name. So we actually don't know if it was just one person or a group of people. Personally, I believe it was just one person. Uh, it's, it's hard to keep a, a, a secret when one more than one person knows it. Uh, anyways, Nakamoto created uh, his cryptocurrency with the goal of wrestling Uh, control of currency from financial elites and put it in the hands of common men. Bitcoin is open source, meaning its design is public. Everyone has access to the actual code of Bitcoin. No one person owns or controls Bitcoin, and anyone can participate. When, when I say participate, that includes validating or mining blocks, buying Bitcoin, selling Bitcoins, etc. Nakamoto minted Bitcoins for a few years after creating the Genesis block, which is the first block ever minted in Bitcoin. And because he had little competition and the original blocks had 50 coins each, he easily became the largest holder of Bitcoin, a title he keeps to this day easily with an estimated 1 million Bitcoins. Nakamoto hasn't moved his coins since disappearing entirely in 2011, meaning he has billions of dollars in Bitcoin that he hasn't used in the last 10 years. 
uh, that that that's honestly impressive and it's one of the the reasons why so many people respect and some idolize uh nakamoto no it's insane uh it's insane yeah it's crazy yeah it's a lot of money to to hold and not, not even touch mm -hmm. uh who knows he might be living like a very humble person and i'm pretty sure he has access to that bitcoin he's a very smart man so i'm sure he he took the measures to make sure he 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 still has access to it but since the blockchain is public and people can see how much uh coins are stored in the wallet we can actually see that he hasn't touched that money it's 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 very it's very interesting and uh it's an enigma to be honest yeah and and satoshi and bitcoin is a it's a culmination of of all the work cypherpunks have been doing for decades before Bitcoin even came out. Now, what yep. is a cypherpunk? Well, cypherpunks are the people who use encryption when accessing computer networks in order to ensure privacy. So like, if you want to stay private against the government or authorities, uh, cypherpunks are usually the ones to implement the cryptography involved in, in keeping it private. Some examples of cypherpunks are, are Hal Finney, uh, Nick Sabo, who uh, created, it's like some some older version of Bitcoin before it came out that a lot of the work is based off of. It's like some digital yeah. gold. Um, and another cypherpunk would be Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, the first Bitcoin block actually included this message that to me is like the perfect explanation of why Satoshi is actually a cypherpunk and why Bitcoin is so important. And I think the message has been lost over the years. Cryptocurrencies are seeing more of a way of investing money, uh, making money quickly, becoming rich uh, by just discovering projects that are just getting started. And while I respect that, I think that we should not forget why Bitcoin was created and why projects like Ergo are so important. Uh, for example, the first Bitcoin block included the message, the times 3rd of January 2009, Chancellor on, br on brink of second bailout for banks. This was a line or the headline from the London Times uh, article on January 3rd, 2009, which detailed banks being bailed out by the British government. Satoshi, from all the messages that he could have included in the first block, he decided to include this. The fact that banks were being bailed out by the government. What did this mean? Many including myself believed that it was a clear message. Bitcoin was created to cut out the banks and the middlemen that he saw as corrupt and allowing people to take over and control their finances. This is extremely important. This is why I personally like Ergo so much. We're going to talk about that later. But it's, it's, it's why Quok and I are here. It's because it's the reason why this podcast exists. That message, that started everything. And let's remember the times. It was during the whole Occupy Wall Street time. Uh, I'm not sure if Satoshi, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, the global financial crisis. Yeah, it was during that time. And I think that that was a very strong and powerful message that honestly, everyone should remember. Everyone should know by heart and everyone should try to look for projects in cryptocurrency that are still true to that message. Yeah. I'm in America and same for Europe. We're very privileged in the fact that we have uh, financial institutions everywhere and we can pretty much go put our money in a bank and enjoy that that luxury. But a lot of places in the world don't have that. So Bitcoin yeah. does provide that. Um, once we got 
uh, Bitcoin, which is pretty much just keeping track of finances across users, um, globally decentralized, nobody can mess with it. What comes after that is how do you apply uh, this money into, into finance, I guess, financial functions. So that is when Ethereum came in and brought in smart contracts into the field. Now, what are smart, smart contracts? Smart contracts are, in the most simplest way I could say it, they are just programs stored on the blockchain and they run when certain uh, parameters are met. Like, let's say once uh, Ethereum reaches $2,000, you, you store Ethereum on the, uh, in a smart contract. Once it reaches $2,000, it sends it out to, to like a friend or something. Simple like that. Yeah. And the reason I bring up smart contracts is because currently Bitcoin doesn't have smart contracts, or at least it's not available to the extent that Ethereum has, that Cardano has, and therefore that Ergo has. And we, we all know that Ergo, or we don't all know that. We're going to explain that in a bit, that Ergo is just yeah. a, kind of like an improved version of Bitcoin. It is. As uh, Charles Hoskinson has said, it's the spiritual successor to uh, to Bitcoin. Yes, sir. And uh, I think it, those are very wise words. And I think uh, it, we will talk more about that in soon. But it's. I think Charles has been very nice to Ergo for years. And I think Charles, under, Charles understands why Ergo is so important to the cryptocurrency space. Mm -hmm. Charles is also an OG cryptocurrency uh maybe cypherpunk in a way um, he holds a lot of money we all know that uh, cardano cardano has been very successful we all know that but the fact that he keeps shouting out pro small projects like ergo that that talks highly of ergo mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the very of a very small amount of projects he talks about and there, there are many reasons for that we'll touch on that later uh, but for now i'd like to talk a, a little bit more about proof of work versus proof of stake a lot of people think uh a lot of people getting into crypto myself included a few months ago honestly um proof of work was getting a lot of bad advertising bad bad publicity uh because of bitcoin and ethereum mining uh, it consumes a lot a lot of electricity a lot of power and uh, we can all see that uh, a lot of people a lot of computers mining non-stop Bitcoin, all for what? Just to validate transactions, just to make sure that transactions are secure. Um, proof, proof of stake has been seen as uh, an upgrade on top of power, uh, proof of work. I don't believe that's the case. Most people don't believe that's the case. It's an oversimplification of what proof of stake is. Uh, proof of stake systems rely on validators to maintain a blockchain. Proof-of-stake protocols are a class of consensus mechanism for blockchains that whereby selecting validators in proportion to the quantity of holdings in the associated cryptocurrency. So the easiest example of this would be Cardano. It's a top three blockchain, uh, the only one of the top three to have a proof-of-stake mechanism. So if you hold ADA and you want to stake your coins, the way it works is that you basically choose a pool that you trust. You don't give them your ADA. You basically vote for them. And the vote is quantified in the amount of ADA that you hold. So you can actually stake your ADA and still spend it. It's no problem. So the pools with the largest amount of ADA staked 
they are chosen more to validate blocks. They are given incentives and disincentives to validate said blocks. That's how proof of state works. Instead of a lot of people each trying to validate a block, it's the other way around. It's a selected group of people who can validate the block, but they are chosen based on how many people believe in them, believe in the in in how honest or uh, good at doing their job they are. This is a very different uh, approach than proof of work. But on the other hand, proof of work has been battle tested. It has been around since Bitcoin was created and offers more in terms of security and decentralization. Proof of stake is newer, hasn't been around so long or as long as proof of work. And some people believe it's not as secure as proof of work, but only time will tell. The uh, proof of work also have some downsides, uh, some bad things that have happened to proof of work blockchains. For example, 51% attacks are possible in proof of work consensus. This can happen when a mining pool hosts more than 51% of the hash rate, uh, meaning that a majority can choose what blocks they will validate and opens doors to group of miners being dishonest and validating blocks with falsified transactions, double spending and more. It's possible. It's something that blockchains that use proof of work have to be wary of and try to fight. Um, a good example is Ergo. We we had, I wouldn't say it was an issue, but we have a lot of, almost a majority of people mining Ergo were on Nanopool a few weeks ago. Uh, thanks to the effort from the Ergo Foundation, more pools are being, being added to Ergo that can actually support miners mining Ergo inside pools. Thanks to that, the popularity of Nanopool has come down significantly. Yeah. I think it's in the 30, 30% or so. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's reaching 20s, the 20s. I want to also say proof of stake could also be 51% attacked, but th there's some game theory talking about how uh, if because you vote uh, based off how much you own, like let's say you own 51% of Cardano, why would you vote to destroy the chain or make it worse when you own 51%, which is like $30 billion or probably more than that now? Correct. It could, it could be an issue for smaller blockchains or blockchains that are starting out, which can bring us again to the whole ICOs, IDOs, mm -hmm. issues, initial coin offerings, and you know, uh, that the owners or the developers, the initial developers of a blockchain getting uh, a huge chunk of the coins from the start, from the get go. Yeah. That's a problem, I think. Uh, that's something that's been, that's become very common in blockchain. It can have its ops. Uh, it's the, the pros of that being that the foundation or the team that develops the blockchain has money for things like uh, more development on updates on more features added to the blockchain paying for developers to create apps uh, the apps and add them to 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 the environment uh, it also allows the foundations to have more money to spend on marketing which as we've seen is very important in blockchain nowadays uh, the downsides are that you don't know who actually hold hold like hold that amount of coins and why they hold them and what they want to do with that. So you could see some rock balls happening 
uh, allowing blockchains like Ethereum with the owners actually holding a majority of the coins. They can just sell them all in one day and the price is going to go down and they can just quit the project. They made money, they quit the project, the project fails, and the people who invested are left with basically nothing, with worthless, uh, worthless coins. That's a very big issue nowadays and that's one of those things that i appreciate about ergo as well no icos yeah uh do you want to introduce ergo now or yeah you can go ahead and talk a little bit about ergo that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the tokenomics of it in a sec but i'll just start off by saying ergo is a blockchain that was made by alex chapurnoy who's uh an alumni of iohk who iohk is like one of the founding companies of Car- cardano Um, He was also the co-founder of SmartContracts.com, which is now known as Chainlink. And as you also know by now, he was Charles Hoskinson's favorite blockchain technologist. So he created Ergo uh, to kind of progress the vision of Bitcoin. But this time they provide like radically improved versions of proof of work uh, that is able to create kind of like a gasless decentralized finance and with extended cryptographic features so anyone can participate in this financial revolution, anonymous or not. Now, this does have amazing tokenomics. I'll start off by saying there's there's about, I think, max 95, 99 million tokens or coins. Uh, right now, we're about 40 million mined. And only 6% of all, like every mined block goes to the developers while if you look at like solana or or other chains you could see that number easily being 30 to 40 percent so devs don't don't take too much money it all all of it goes to uh the investors and i want to point out that you can if you've ever used ethereum or heard about ethereum you would hear about the gas fees being astronomical like hundreds of dollars per transaction while while ergo has a fixed fee there's no gas it's just a fixed transaction fee of like 0.0011 erg which is like less like a cent so it's nothing and in the future if this does end up like the let's say the coins price rises if this does end up being too much then then i think miners can actually vote to reduce these fees i would say ergo is a more elegant solution to smart contracts as well than blockchains like ethereum uh the point that you just touch on gas fees uh so i've read around that even uh, correct me if i'm wrong but that gas fees won't even stop or disappear once ethereum moves to proof of stake uh, which to me is what they should be working to solve the obscene amount of fees they charge for a transaction for a smart contract it's it's insane to be honest it's something that is not in the spirit of what Bitcoin was. It's not in the spirit of what cryptocurrencies should be aiming to do. That's why Charles calls Ergo the spiritual successor of Bitcoin. We don't have obscene amount of gas fees, for example. We can provide people with smart contracts. We can provide people with financial services. We are building a decentralized exchange. We have Ergo Raffle, which allows people to, you know, to uh, fund projects. We have so many things already built on Ergo that would be so expensive to access 
if you're in Ethereum. It's all super low fees, super low fees for every single transaction. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's why we need Ergo. I want to mention that the reason why Ergo and Cardano are very similar and they work together is because they both adopted the EUTXO model, which is actually like an advanced version of the UTXO model that Bitcoin uses, while Ethereum uses like an account-based model. Now, I don't want to go into the details, but this means that Cardano will kind of have like the same thing as Ergo with the small transaction fees. It's fixed on Ergo. It's not fixed on Cardano, but it's still very minimal. And not only that, with Ethereum, let's say you send a transaction off, you pay like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in fees. There's still a chance that that transaction doesn't even go through. So you just paid thousands of dollars for nothing. Now, because of the EUTXO model that Ergo and Cardano use, you will either like get denied, you won't have to pay gas fees. So if the transaction goes through, you pay it. But if the transaction doesn't go through, you, you don't pay anything, you know, you don't have to waste your money. And that can be already seen in Ergo. A lot of people are wondering how will smart contracts work on an EUTXO model on Cardano? Is it possible? And it's very funny because the people who are asking those questions they just simply don't know where to go. They've been, yeah. It's already happening. It's already <laughs> happening. It's already in place. We're not working like the Ergo team. They're not working on adding smart contracts to Ergo. It's been. We already have smart we contracts. We have it, bro. Yeah. We've had it since 2019. And it's the same model yeah. Cardano has. And we're right now, all of a sudden, we're hearing all this FUD. Fear, uncertainty, yeah. doubt for all those people who don't know about the EUTXO model when it's been working mainnet for the last two years. Yeah, a lot of people asking, how will Cardano have a stable coin? Will it, will it actually be stable? It's not going to be backed by a bank account as far as I know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the one that they announced recently. Uh, it's going to be based on the same model as Ergo's stablecoin sigma usd mm -hmm. it's gonna be an algorithmic stablecoin and it works it's been proven to work it's it it did well extremely well during the cryptocurrency winter the last one lot of lots of prices were going down ergo went down from if i'm not mistaken like 18 19 dollars to four bucks that that was very bad for ergo are you talking about this last one a couple months ago months ago yeah yeah ergo's killing it now but i want to introduce ergo for real before we we dive deep into stable coins and all that yeah so i want to mention first of all uh it is proof of work they chose proof of work for a reason and i don't think they plan on switching to proof of stake anytime soon so this was deliberate and the reason why they chose proof of work is because alex chapurnoy and one other guy from like an iohk alumni uh, he created the NEPA pals, non-interactive proofs of proof of work. And what it does is it takes the ledger, this proof of work blockchain that like imagine Bitcoin, and you can compress it down to just a few kilobytes. So right now, Bitcoin is so big, you can barely like hold an entire node because it's so large. And eventually, like years down the line, only like Goliaths like Google and, and Facebook will be able to host those. While Ergo implements Nipa Pals, which condenses it so much that you could you could hold a, an entire node on your smartphone, like a, an old smartphone. And this comes back to Ergo's core vision of providing finance to like people at the bottom of the totem pole in, in the world, like 
people who can't have their own servers or they all they have is the phone to their name. And I want to mention because of Ergo's Sigma protocol um, smart contract language, they're also able to provide oracles to the EUTXO system. Now, obviously, we, we mentioned that Alex Chapornoy helped create smartcontracts.com, which is now Chainlink, which is like a huge oracle provider for Ethereum. Ergo could be the oracle provider in the Cardano slash Ergo ecosystem. Yeah, I believe it makes sense. Uh, oracle pools are already working on Ergo. They're already and up and running. Use. Yeah, that's what we use for uh, for Sigma USD for the stablecoin. Uh, you can actually go and actually see the oracle working live you can see how the shards move depending on the price of ergo to make sure that the price of the stable coin is updated every i believe every minute or so so it actually works you can see it on the sigma usd website you can see it working it's impressive uh, i recommend everyone to actually take a look at that yeah sigma usd.io now i want to also kind of explain oracles for a sec because i know i, I kind of mentioned it without explaining it but oracles are just pretty much off-chain information that you add on chain so let's say there's a smart contract on ergo that's like there's a soccer team playing red versus blue and obviously that information of who wins isn't on the blockchain so what an oracle would do would be like hey let's say red won um, it would send that information to the blockchain. So let's say I bet like 20 erg with, with Juan here on, I bet red's going to win. An Oracle would provide that information to the smart contract and then it would activate the parameters and I would win 20 or 40 erg or whatever the pool is for that. And that's just a, a quick introduction to oracles. And that is extremely important because, uh, one of the examples we can use and one that I uh, talked about in the podcast version of Ergo Talk in Spanish was uh, this project that was funded on uh, Ergo Hack, the first Ergo Hack, uh, Shrimpcoin. Shrimpcoin is basically a stable coin that doesn't move with the value of the US dollar. So, value of Shrimpcoin is not one US dollar all the time. That's the case for SIG USD. It's one shrimp. I love it. Yeah. I think it's genius. Yeah. Shrimp coin. Yeah, it's a genius idea. I love it too. And the idea behind shrimp coin is that the price of each coin is going to be pegged at the price of shrimp at the port of New York City, I believe. Yeah, it's like some specific shrimp. Yeah, so that specific shrimp at that port, that's going to be the value of the coin. This is, this is a, a genius idea, not because we need a shrimp coin. It's not about <laughs> needing a coin that is back to the price of shrimp. It's not about that. It's the fact that, for example, people in the US, we have access to, for example, the New York stock market. We can, we can, the New York change. You, we, we can buy Apple stock. We can buy Microsoft stock and we can see a return of investment. We can see a 10, 15, 20 or more percent per year on our investments. We can make our money work by just investing that. But also people who have a lot of money in places like Japan, say Europe, say people with money in some African countries, they can also access the New York exchange. They can actually buy stocks with their banks, with their financial services providers. But people who don't have access to those services, they cannot, they cannot do that. 
their savings are basically locked they cannot see a return of their investment so instead of shrimp coin imagine some developing team creates a coin based on the price of apple stock oh. well they would need they would need an oracle to tell the system or their smart contract what the price of the apple stock is every single day so you would actually be able to buy apple stock you wouldn't own a portion or a share of the company but you you would actually see a return or an increase on your return if the price of apple keeps going up i think apple's share went down like three percent a few days ago but it's a very safe investment it's historically it's a very safe investment you can also invest on other shares you can invest on microsoft you can invest on amd so you can you could actually have a marketplace for stocks on ergo it's possible you can actually see something like that on cardano it would be a possible thing and i think we will we'll see that happen one day I, I i don't know about you but i'm stocking up on a lot of shrimp so i can buy this shrimp yeah. coin we need to buy we need to buy more shrimp i have some on my freezer right now <laughs> making sure oh that's perfect yeah making sure we support the the stream team uh -huh. you know the more we buy the more the price goes up so the more your your shrimp coin will cost probably <laughs> We're all eating shrimp 2022. 2022, only shrimp, guys. Only no shrimp. No more chicken, no more beef. <laughs> and, okay, so I also want to mention, I mentioned Sigma pro protocols earlier. Um, this is on Ergo. They use these uh, to allow for zero-knowledge proofs. And what zero-knowledge proofs allow is that they can, like, prove a solution to a problem without revealing the solution itself. So, like, imagine you have a smart contract that's private. Obviously, you don't want all that information on the blockchain for anybody to see. So you would make like uh, this zero knowledge proof and then you'd be able to like approve the smart contract and like determine the winners and send out the erg or whatever uh, without ever releasing the information to the public. And I think I feel like that's pretty important, especially for for like total adoption of cryptocurrencies and smart contracts. Also security. Yeah, also security and privacy. Yeah. So what are your, your favorite your favorite applications so far on Ergo? Oh, that's a good question. Ergo right now actually has a decent amount of applications uh, or dApps. Uh, my favorite right now is, I think it's Ergo Raffles, or where you can- Ergo Raffles? Yeah, where pretty much what you can do is uh, create uh, like a charity or a lottery where anybody can buy tickets. Like let's say you can buy a ticket for 0.5 Erg and then you pretty much support whatever the charity or lottery is. But there's also a section in the raffles where um, parts, like let's say they fulfill their deadline of like a hundred erg. At the end of the deadline, they take like, let's say 30 or 40% of the, the, the pool of, of, I guess, erg that they've gotten and they give it to one random person who bought a ticket. So it's like kind of like a mix of a lottery slash slash charity event. It's really cool and it works pretty seamlessly. Yeah, I think it is it, very interesting, Ergo Raffle. I actually just uh, created one and we actually filled it. Like people actually uh, bought tickets for it. I don't know who won, to be honest with you. They show, I think they showed it. That's probably a the good address. thing. 
yeah, yeah. It's probably a good thing that you don't know. Maybe, maybe if you create like a twenty thousand yeah Eric lottery, we don't know who that person is. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, we started. Yeah. He uh, Juan started a Ergo Raffle for Ergo Talk kind of community where we have some people yeah. here who don't have microphones and and we it, we spread that out and we got it funded pretty relatively quickly in a couple days. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think more than one hundred Eric. I think yeah. it was like something close to one hundred and twenty-eight uh -huh. Eric. So so yeah, Ergo Raffle works, guys. It does. It, it's great. You can you can help people with whatever projects they're working on, charities, stuff like that. It, it's a very cool application. Yeah, an example of a charity that happened recently actually was like there's like dogs for autism where people need like uh, support dogs for for like an autistic relative, and they actually set the deadline because it's all smart contracts and you you can't mess with those. So this lady created the charity and set the deadline for like a hundred days and it got funded in like a week. I'm talking about like a couple hundred ergs, so thousands of dollars. And yeah. now not only is it being overfunded because they can be overfunded, but she can't pull out the money for another three months. And just imagine, oh my God. yeah, imagine like what ergo price is going to be at by the time this ends, you know, by the time she gets yeah. her money. She could get easily tens of thousands of dollars. It could, it could very well happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a real possibility. Yeah, for me, my favorite application for now, I think, would be Ergo Mixer. Uh, I haven't done much with Ergo Mixer so far. Uh, I don't have a strong need for Ergo Mixer at this moment in my life, uh, but I think it can be very useful for people who live in countries where privacy is not very very respected by their governments say your china's say your uh some some countries in the middle east uh it could be very useful for them it could be very useful for people here in america as well yeah um but, but basically ergo mixer what it does is when you add when you create like some sort of wallet with ergo mixer say you add 10 erg it moves those erg to a pool in that pool it mixes all your ergs with other people's ergs so it becomes impossible to someone to know which of those ergs are yours after that when you send someone erg the mixer takes random ergs from that pool oh by the way those pools go into more pools and more pools and more pools and it becomes like a very impossible task yeah. to figure out who was the owner of one specific erg but when you send someone erg it's impossible for someone to figure out who is the real sender because in many cases there will be more than one sender because the, the system, the mixer, sends someone Eric's from different pools. So it's a privacy application. It's great. And I'm up for it. Yeah. I, I love Ergo Mixer. I love the team. I think it's Anon Real, right? Or Anon 2000, I believe, right? Uh, the, the main developer of Ergo Mixer and they've done a, an incredible work. I haven't heard any any issues with Ergo Mixer ever since I joined the Ergo community. Me either. It, it just works. Yeah, I want to. It just works. Uh, it just works, and it's all done through smart contracts. So, like, yeah. it's all decentralized. No one person has control of your money, and they can't like run off with it. And I think a good example of that would be Ergo Auctions. So, for yeah. better or worse, Ergo Auctions is a decentralized auction house for nfts by the way we also have nfts on ergo and if you want to add your nft to ergo auctions you don't have to talk to anyone 
you don't have to request permission from anyone. You don't have to call Kushti, Alex Shepard, knowing how, how he likes to be called. Uh, yeah, nickname. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to call Kushti and tell him, Kushti, I want to start a, an NFT collection in Ergo. You don't have to do that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he probably doesn't really care that much. <laughs> right now, he's busy with other he things. He probably could do that. But yeah. Go on the Discord and message him. He's there yeah. all the time. But I love you can. It. Yeah. And he will probably tell you, sure, yeah, go go to Ergo Auctions. He will probably <laughs> redirect you there. That That's one of the beauties of the Ergo community. You can talk to Kushti whenever you want. And, but yeah, you don't need permission from anyone. It's a permissionless, uh, decentralized auction house. So all you do is go to the website to Ergo Utils, you create the NFT, then you go to Ergo Auctions and you auction it off. And that's as easy as it can be. And no one has control over that. You can literally put a picture of Kushti on the Ergo Auctions, making fun of him, and he cannot do anything about it. Like no one can do anything about it. So yeah, we, we, we might run into some issues with maybe copyrights in the future. I'm sure the team is working on ways to solve that issue in a decentralized manner without the developers going into the application and actually pulling those out. But in a way that that's also good because there's no one controlling the auction house. There's no one, no, no one can go in and grab your NFT if your NFT is worth $10,000, $20,000 one day. And then, and then 2000, he cannot go and say, hey, that NFT is worth a lot of money and I, I, I want to have a lot of money, so I'm gonna steal it. I'm gonna grab it for myself. That's not possible with Ergo Auctions. The team also makes no, no, basically no money, I believe. I think I think they have a, a fee, but it's like it's a, like a like small five percent fee. It's really nothing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably not even five. Small amount. And not only that, they're actually working on a bunch of updates right now that allows to pay the artist royalties on their artwork. So like, let's say every time there's a, a secondary, like somebody buys your NFT and wants to sell it again, part of that profit would go directly to the artist. And I think this would bring in a lot of NFT artists into the Ergo space for now. And obviously they're gonna start adding direct buys. Cause right now it's an auction. What you do is you send your NFT and then say, oh, uh, this is the minimum bid. And then you say, for, let's run it for 30 days. You can't pull out. It's there for 30 days, no matter what. And we just see people mm -hmm. bidding like Ergo on your, uh, on your NFT. And if somebody bids, they can't pull their money out last second either. I know that's a big problem with uh, some Cardano NFTs currently. Yeah, and now that we're talking about uh, NFTs, I want to shout out uh, Ergnomes. Great project on Ergo. Shout out, yeah, E-R-G-N-O-M-E-S uh, on yeah, Twitter. Ergnomes. Yeah, Foe is the, uh, the creator. They actually created the first vetting machine system for uh, Ergo, his team. It went well. They had some some small difficulties, but they fixed it. That's expected. Everyone's very happy. The traffic That's was expected. insane. It was the first time. Yeah. It was the first time. So yeah, mm -hmm. touching on new ground, developing a new smart contract. It's 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 not easy, guys. Uh, but everyone's very happy. Everyone every everyone's loving their gnomes, trading them, selling them, uh, keeping them in their collections. Uh, another shout out would go for uh, Space Farmers from shout out uh, Space community Farmers. member. Great. Yeah, art. Marcelo. Great art. I love it. My I love favorite, it. I my bought favorite, one. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me too. My favorite art in uh, Ergo right now yeah. is, is very creative. Very creative. But yeah, we have a we have a strong community in Ergo. We're growing every day. Um, thousands of people joining every week. The, the social media accounts uh, on Twitter, on Reddit, on Telegram. We see new people coming every day asking questions. So if this is your first time learning about Ergo, welcome to the community. We're happy to have you. Yeah.
Before we wrap up, I want to I wanna mention uh, the stable coin as, as well, the Sigma USD stable coin on Ergo. Yeah. Um, that is actually the stable coin that Cardano is basing their stable coin off of, uh, just with some tweaks, which is pretty cool. And not only that, if you go on SigmaUSD.io, you can get some uh, stable coins for yourself. They also have Sigma RSV, which is a reserve coin, where there's like mm -hmm. some sort of functionality where the reserve coin takes some risk in owning yeah. a stable. It, I, it's very confusing, but there's a lot of we'll people. We'll touch on community. that later. Yeah. And if you want to get involved with Ergo at all uh, and know more, first of all, go on ergoplatform.org. Um, yeah. You can read up on the white paper and like just find some summaries about it there. There is an Ergo hack going on right now. So if you're a developer and you want to start working on blockchain, uh, that's you can sign up. You can get a ton of support from the Ergo core devs, including Alex uh, Kushti himself. And not only that, there's yeah. great prizes and every participant wins an ERG gnome or ER gnome. So <laughs> it's pretty yeah. cool. Everybody's super nice. Pretty there. cool. That would be on the Discord channel. Join the Discord development channel as well and talk with the with the developers. There's also a trading channel there. And then there's the Telegram if you just want to talk. There's a community marketing Telegram channel because Ergo doesn't have a lot of funds because they only dedicated like... I think it's for it, right? Yeah, so the community actually does a lot of the marketing like uh, for free i don't even want to say for free because there's a lot of tipping going on like people get tipped all the time yeah yeah uh in the channel yeah but the spirit of everything is helping ergo that's the main goal of everyone in the, in the community no one uh, i don't think many people are in there uh to to make any any money from tips or anything like yeah. that because that that's never a sure thing <laughs> so a lot of people creating a lot of people creating content a lot mm -hmm. of people trying to help ergo just just the way we're uh recording this podcast we're not being paid by anyone we're not uh being um, honestly quoke and i are not grabbing any of the ergs from Pro the bono raffle. yeah it's pro bono it's helping ergo trying to spread the word trying to talk about why this project is so good so in the next episodes we'll be talking more about sigma usd we'll be talking more about ergo mixer ergo decks talk more about the the, the teams behind it uh, what's going on with the cryptocurrency world today and and help you guys understand why this project is such a jewel in the huge world of cryptocurrency it's it's gonna be cool we're we're happy to start this new project and we're happy you're listening yeah thanks for listening see you guys <laughs>